when you do this, when you consign, you are at the mercy of the company, okay. right? I once consigned about $2,000 worth of American Girl dolls that my poor middle daughter had cataloged once she grew out of them and put in, was so happy about it, she was gonna make all this money, and apparently it sold for 100 bucks. And I know, I'm pretty clear who it sold to, the consignment shop owner. This is the plaintiff, Mario Milano. He says he gave some expensive jewelry to the defendants to sell in their consignment shop. And after they got into an argument about payment on one of them, they took his items out of the display cases. Now he's having one heck of a time getting them to return his precious valuables. And he's suing them here and now for the $4,925 he feels he's owed. These are the defendants, Susie and Kevin. Susie says their policy is if they can't sell the items on consignment within 150 days and the seller doesn't reclaim the property after that, it becomes abandoned and they get to keep the items. Well, this guy didn't show up for a year. The property indeed became abandoned and now he's out of luck. They're accused of being double crossers. All parties, please raise your right hand. What you are about to witness is real. The participants are not actors. They are actual litigants with a case pending in civil court. Both parties have agreed to drop their claims and have their cases settled here before Judge Marilyn Millian in our forum, the People's Court. Proceed in court order, please. Litigants have been sworn in. Thank you, Douglas. You're welcome, Okay, Mr. Milano, you had several items that you decided you wanted to consign. Is that the right verb? That's the right uh, verb, At yes. the, the defendant's shop. It was a men's emerald ring. It was a woman's emerald ring. It was an emerald pendant. And it was a grandfather clock. Am I right? That's correct, Your Honor. Okay, so you sign a contract, and do you have a copy of that contract? I do, Your Honor. Okay, so um, do you have a copy of the contract? We do. Let me see your copy, too. I want to make sure we're all operating off of the same premise. Thank you, sir. Ooh, there's all kinds of different ink and writing all over it. How does that happen? Whenever some new fact happens, you, you write it on the contract? <laughs> yes, we reduce the like price. Like, for example, on August 30th, you reduced the price. In red ink, you crossed out the price and then you wrote the reduced price next to it. Yes. There's a bunch of rice, so messy. I Why know. is it so messy? Know, so we apologize for that. Right, right. No, I don't mean that but I can't read it. I mean it that I don't know what it. happened. You shouldn't be messing with the contract that way. There should be an addendum with a date that says on such and such a day, we, we, this is what we did. It would be much better if you kept records Agreed. that way. How long have you been in business? Mm -hmm. We've been with the business seven years. Seven years. Mm -hmm. have, is this the first time you have to go to court? Yes. Yeah, it's like. Well, yes. It's worth just keeping better notes so you're not embarrassed? Correct. Right, okay. Agreed. And you know what happened, because we have a couple of issues in this case. All right, so now uh, 150 days from May 10th, 2017 have passed, and what happens? Do you go back uh, yes, and get all I, your stuff? Yes, I do. I, I, so I you go back and you took all the stuff back? I allege that the defendant... Wait, did you go back and take all your stuff back? No, I didn't. I was not allowed to. You tried to and they wouldn't I tried to. Wait, no, I know you tried to in 2019. I'm talking about, did you go back 150 days after May 10th, 2017? Uh, no, I was in Florida. Okay. And the defendant had sold one of the rings. I asked uh, the defendant, could she please um, send me wire my, the money that she owed me, about $250. She took 450 for herself. 
And uh, she says, no, it's against our policy that you have to wait another nine days. Okay. And but I told her I was- The contract you signed still. actually said that, right? We settle all accounts on the 10th of the month. Yes, it does. Okay, so but this she, was, and her taking 450 is the split you guys agreed to, right? That's or, correct. And, go ahead, and what are you gonna correct? Am I allowed to say? Um, yeah. Excuse me, the ring sold for 500. It okay. didn't, and the cut is 50-50 as per the agreement and the consignment, so. Okay, where are you getting that she took 450? Yeah. Her staff told me it sold for 700. Okay, do you so, have the, who in her staff told you that? Uh, this was told to me by a young lady. It was either Maya or Patty. Okay, do you have any proof of that? Thank you, sir. It was only Because they have the receipt for what it sold for. It was only a phone call, and I, again, I was in Florida. Okay. And I well, asked. It appear, you know, when you do this, when you consign, you are at the mercy of the company, right? I once consigned about $2,000 worth of American Girl dolls that my poor middle daughter had cataloged once she grew out of them and put in, was so happy about how she was going to make all this money, and apparently it sold for 100 bucks. And I know, I'm pretty clear who it sold to, the consignment shop owner. So when you do stuff like this, you are at the mercy of the company, right? So I'm looking at their uh, written records, and according to the written records, it sold for 500. Do you have any evidence other than hearsay that you say was said? Do you have an affidavit from that person saying they know it sold for 700? The, Do you have any evidence whatsoever? The only evidence I have is that they called me to do this, and I did offer, I did accept it. Uh, Wait, they called you to do what? To accept this offer. Which offer? Of 700. Who's they? You're talking about that staffer? The staffers, yes. Okay. That's what they, that's what they said to do, to and I agreed. And according to you, that never happened. It was always 500. Okay. The, the item sold for 500. There, the staff contacted Mario on the day that there was a customer interested in the item and asked if he would reduce the price, and he agreed to reduce it to 500. The customer is, was offering 500. Right. Okay. So we so, contacted him and he agreed. Were you guys there? Or that's no, what the staff no, I was not in the store, which is, is why does, I asked them so to do it. So again, how do you know that? Because you asked the staffer or there is a business record? That's standard procedure. The staff person contacted us to, at, there was a, to see if there was any wiggle room on this consignment item. Okay. And, and are I said, there any I, business records, contemporaneous business records that you keep in order to, to show that you know, the customer offered 500. I mean, it takes one second to type or write that and know you don't keep those records. We don't keep records of what somebody that might have That would be admissible in this court, but okay. you telling me, someone told me X is just as, as probative as him saying, someone told me Y. I'm gonna look at the business On record. The and the business, stop, the business record says it was sold for 500. Now, after it sells for 500, that happens after 150 days? The item sold on August 17th. So it's, and then the, the uh, accounts are closed and the checks are paid on the 10th of the month following the sales. So it's kind of right there around the, the, the 150 days. But what happens then? You just keep the items and continue to try to sell them? Nobody signs a new contract? New contract would be required if we were did going to- Did you sign a new contract? No. Okay, but you did agree to keep it on consignment. Well, we didn't. We actually wanted Mario to come and pick up his stuff. Because you got mad at him because he got a little testy about, I want my money wired and all that stuff. Well, uh, the, you know, the checks weren't generated until the following uh, to the 10th, 10th of the month, month of the following month. month. Right, exactly. That's what the contract so says. Essentially, he was asking for an advance, which because of our accounting, we can't do. Different uh, dealers can have. You don't have to explain it to me. It's right in the contract. That's all so I care we, about. We can't do. Right. But um, so at that point, he was begging for money. I can't get back from Florida. I need two hundred and fifty dollars. 
Um, and uh, at that point, it became him asking me for a loan, which I, this is actually the first time I've ever seen Mario. So I'm not going to loan somebody I don't know. Well, you, according to you, he offered, what would you offer me to go to the bank and get you the money you're talking about? And this then was, you said 25 bucks. And then he said, that's not worth my going to the bank. And then you said, you can do it from your phone app. And, but the bottom line is that the contract says that you're not entitled to it until the 10th. So what happens? You well, get your payment on the 10th? No. No, I never got my payment. Why didn't you send him his payment? We didn't know where to send it to. The he check was made, and you can see it in the records there. The original check was written um, for that sale. Well, you check. guys know how to talk on the phone. Why? How do you not? As far as well, we know. Well, why don't you call him and get his address and mail his check in the tent? He just kept saying he was in Florida. Yeah. And then did you say, so, hey, I need no. your address to mail you the check? Did well, you say that? No. No. Why didn't you? Because, because everybody got testy. What happened? You tell me. Because the, normally what the practice is when the checks are written and this is what he was told this also, that the checks stay in the store and dealers and consignors pick them up. Is that in your if, contract? No, it's in the covenants so. and conditions, I it's believe. It's in the covenants I don't know what that means. Is it in your contract with him, yes or no? I don't, I actually don't know. Then pay the 49 cents or whatever the heck a stamp so is now. And then you know. anybody wanting a check mailed, they leave a self-addressed stamped envelope. So that we know and, it's going to the right place. And, so so go on. And the so bottom this, line is at some point he does come knew, back from he Florida. Florida. He does come in. We don't hear from him September, October. I realize I still have the check because it's in the drawer. We're getting ready to do another pay. And I did call him to um, remind him that he had a check at the stop, to also remind him that the, co that the contract had expired and that it was time for him to pick up his items. The clock didn't work. It couldn't be repaired. And this was, was all what month? In November. November of 2017. Correct. And what does he say? Honestly, I don't remember the exact language. Were you, you still in Florida at the time in November of 2017? Because he doesn't come no, in No, Your January. Honor, and I have contrary documentation. So, that I'm sorry, what but hold on. You signed a contract that true. said after 150 days it'll be abandoned. So it's no. well over the 150 days. So why don't you go and get your stuff in November if there's a phone call? Or even if there's not a phone call, the why don't you get your stuff? Because originally... The defendant said to me, don't worry, we're going to display your items until they're sold. And they took their item, my items when I was in Florida after we had a, uh, a debate about this, this money and he wanted to charge me a usurious amount of over 100 percent to borrow money on my own money for nine days. So he said, okay, I'm taking okay. all your items. According you have to the seven contract days you signed, it's not your money till the 10th of the following month. But go ahead. So. We went back and forth, and I have many emails and, and uh, text messages that in November I pleaded with her. To this, what? To please let us continue on. We had a misunderstanding because, with Kevin. Tell me about the misunderstanding. He, he, these two get into a fight, and Kevin tells him, pick up your stuff. And then you get involved in what happens. I, I don't remember having any contact with him until January. 6th of 2018 when he came to the shop. Okay, hand me all of the emails you just described. And then in January, according to you, what happens? So he comes to the store and I show him where his clock is. It's been put in the dealer room off the floor because the bottom door didn't swing and it became apparent to us that it was a hazard. Safety hazard for Safe, customers. Correct. Um, it also, we couldn't wind it. I ha did have a friend of the store come with parts um, to try to fix the clock and they couldn't get it so it could wind or work plus the door. He's a certified horologist. Um, horologist, right. Which and then somebody who fixes What's the clocks. word? 
Horolog horologist. And what do they do? Fix clocks. Specialists. Really? Yeah. yeah. Horologist. Great name, I have right? never heard that word. Go ahead. Go on. So anyway, Mario and I talked again about the consignment agreement. This was, again, all verbal. I asked him again to please take his items out. How do you know the things you're saying if you don't keep contemporaneous notes, business notes on so, this exactly. stuff? Exactly. I know. You're right. I didn't expect no, it to so come to this. So how do you know? I'm um, asking legit. She uh, does have notes of uh, all okay. contacts with Mario in her date books. You, so you I do kind keep of contemporaneous keep a notes, bit of a or diary. this stuff was reconstructed um, for court? No, no, no. Just a note that uh, we had contact with Mario, not what happened on that particular date. And then we could piece it together. And on the 6th, I just remember what happened because I can remember us standing in the dealer room. We're looking at the clock. I'm having the conversation again. Please take your items out. The contract is expired. He asked, would I get, can I fix the clock? Can I get somebody else in to fix the clock? And I said, oh. Okay, I'll try. So because instead I'm, of the 250 yeah. that he was going to so pick I up, he agrees, you mutually agree that he's only going to take 150 and you took 100 in order to fix the clock. To now, try, it turns out you didn't fix the clock. Turns and out you I, also agree to continue to, to market his stuff. No. Well, we didn't. Well, we, you did. We didn't extend the contract. It, well, of course you did. I need you to stop and I need you to tell me what happened then because I've already read your notes. So yeah. you tell me what happened then. So I rewrote him a check. Right. Um, Tried and to, then you didn't hand him the, the emeralds or anything else. You agreed. He said he if you're going to fix a clock, what's the point, right? Unless you're going to sell it. I mean, I we know, sell. you and I both know, That's you sell. agreed to continue to market it. I agreed to help Mario out. Yes, which means by what? By feeding him applesauce? You agreed by to help? By taking the $100 and trying to get the clock fixed. And, and nobody would Nobody would touch it for $100. And what else, though? And continuing to sell the stuff. Don't keep telling her what to say. I want the truth. But the clock wasn't on the floor you to sell. With, right. And what about the emeralds and stuff? You didn't say, oh, while you're here, here, put these in your pocket. Because he made some, some comment about how the clock will not fit in my Jaguar, but the emeralds will. He doesn't take them back because you're going to continue to market them. Okay. All right. I, I, now, let okay. me ask you a question. Do you not, did you not have a copy of your contract? You lost your contract? I have the contract, yes. You always had the contract. I, I have, I had the contract, and then always. I, so you know what your cut is, right? But the thing is, she altered the agreement By? without my permission. All these writing is, is oh, her that's, writing. No, no, that's that's when the price it. stopped. That's when the price got lowered according to the contract. You sign a consignment contract. It says it's over in 150 days. Also, what it says is you can't get your stuff back until 150 days, and you better get your stuff out after 150 days, because after that, I'm going to own it, and there needs to be a little gap there. You should change that and give people 24 hours, 48 hours. I know you don't enforce it that way, but you don't want a judge to ever look at this contract and say, I'm throwing it out. So, you know, you have to be, have a little gap there. So that is what you sign. Now what happens is everybody's keeping the stuff. They're not a bed. They're not saying, oh, who, you? Who are you? No, that's my grand piano or whatever. That, they're, they're telling you, uh, okay, pick up your stuff. Okay, we're not Lane Clinton, but you got to pick up your stuff. And it's not convenient for you because you're in Florida for the winter. So it's not convenient for you. You have not made arrangements for somebody else to pick them up. You don't have the wherewithal to pick up. Whatever it is, it's not convenient for you. So 
In January, you should be considering yourself lucky when she's talking to you, taking you around and making agreements. But when you turn around and talk about stuff and say what you're going to do, you re-enter into another contract with him. The question is, what are the terms of that new contract? He has the right to believe when you, put your hand down and listen, when you are acting as though you're going to keep things going, he has the right to believe that it's under the same terms as before. And they have the right to believe that it's under the same terms as before. So what I'd like to see now, what communications do you have between January 18th and according to you, when's the next time you hear from him after January 18th? April 14th of two, 2019. 19. And we're talking about January of 2018. Correct. So according to you, you have no contact with him for a year and a half. Correct. Correct? All right. Now, I, I want to I see don't. from you yeah. any contact that you can prove you had with them in that year and a half from January 2018 to April of 2019. Why? Because in my eyes, if everybody keeps acting like we're renewing the contract, then I'm going to act like we renewed the contract, too. So I need to see all contact that you had between January of 2018 and April of 2019. Uh, she seems to have a convenient memory loss, and this What's is that? a proof. This came from her cell phone, March 8th. Show it to me in your cell phone. I would be glad to do that. He says, hi, Susie, how are you? Any sales yet? You say no. Do you have it in your phone? Yes, I do. Let and me see. Your Honor. I don't want to see a screenshot. I want to see it in the, the body of the text. You understand what I'm driving at, yes, right? Yes, I, I because do. Because screenshots can be is. altered. I want to see what comes before, what comes yes. afterwards, so I can see if it's legit. Yes, it is, ma'am. Okay. It's very legit. I will be And she has a convenient way of forgetting things. Okay. So at some point in December of 2017, he asked for the contract, and you take pictures of it and send it to him? The and ultimate. then apparently maybe you got... I'm looking right at the text. Okay. Also, whoever sent this to him had the contract. So, That's fine. And it sounds... I'm, I'm, you know, when I'm reading it, it sounds like you. And it's the same contract that we gave you? Yeah, yeah, it's okay. exactly okay. the one with the okay. notes, so it can only be you. That's fair, fair enough. And, um, and then it's you asking, shall I take this message as a confirmation you will not come in on Sunday? Okay. And he says, that's when he says, that's right, under your demands, I cannot move the clock today. It will not fit in my Jaguar. So this is you. I got, I got no, that I this it. is, you know, I and so find, I'm looking I here. I record of it, yeah. Oh, in March of 2018, hi, Susie, how are you? Any sales yet? No. It sounds like that happened. So now let's move the clock again. March of 2018, show me any correspondence that you guys have between March of 2018 and April of 2019. It is something to note that she forgot. I need an answer to the question I asked. All right. Because I'm being awful generous moving the clock. You asking a question, hey, you sold it, doesn't move the clock. But I'm going to move the clock anyway because I know how much time passed, so I don't even have to quibble about that. So do you have any correspondence between March of 2018 and April of 2019? I do, Your Honor. I just need a little moment, no moment to look for it. I'm okay. so sorry. Okay, and according to you, there's none, right, folks? The next communication we have is April 25th, Your Honor. And what happens, according to you, on April 25th? Because I want to give him a chance to look for what I just asked him to look for. My response to him was April 25th. His email was on April 17th. What does he say? Um, dear Susie, since you discredit my proof that we were at all times in communication and refused to give... My share of the sales items, I have attached a lawsuit that will be filed Friday in municipal court. Please read the attached. It is your decision to have a judge decide, pay court costs, witness fees. Blah, blah, blah. Fees, okay, so now we've hit court, the fan. Blah, blah, blah. We know what happened, so we know it's April. Now go ahead. 
By the way, what items do you still have? The Just clock, curious. The clock, the clock and the men's the emerald ring. I have pictures. What of happened to the pendant? Yes. We don't know. <laughs> we, you we guys have know. looked. You can't um, find it. See, that's uh, why you got to keep better notes. Well, how do you yeah, lose a beautiful emerald contract, pendant? Uh, indicate that he might have taken it. No, no, might, they maybe don't. Where do your notes indicate we he might have taken it? Where you crossed out. Just because you cross it, that's how you record that a person took we their stuff. We don't know where the pendant well, exactly. is. Exactly. Right. You don't talk so much. No. She's more reasonable. I need you guys to think. This is why you have to keep some notes so that you don't get asked a question like this and then, you know, I yeah. mean, it sounds really messy. You should be, you know, th this is a beautiful piece that you should be able to sell. Does it matter legally if I find that he abandoned it? No, not really. You lost your own thing. But you shouldn't lose stuff, right? Right. You should be, people should have faith you're not going to lose stuff. That's correct. All right. I allege that she I don't took want to hear what you piece. allege. I want to hear an answer to my question. Okay, the question Dude, is The that question pending is, show me proof of any communication from March of 2018 to April of 2019. That is the pending question. The only thing I have is this, these, this particular situation here. And I did not want to disturb them because her emphatic no thought, maybe I leave them alone. They're going to sell these items. I won't bother them anymore. You think that's going to stop send. the 150-day clock from running? But we agreed. We agreed. That what? That in perpetuity, they not, belong to you and that, they take up no, space in their that, place? No, sir. The only no, right you have is to assume that a contract is being renewed. Under what terms? The terms of the original contract. Frankly, this would be a lot less messy if you made everybody re-sign, okay? You know, everything's digital now. It's all easy. It's not like the old days where people had to come in and, you know, you could, you could do this so easily. So I don't understand why you would think that you magically, by not picking up stuff and them not saying the first time, hey, his stuff is ours, pal, you think that you have greater rights than every other consigner there. You have the same rights. You have the right to expect the same rights if they keep renewing the contract by acting like it's around. But you cannot tell me, yes, I have lots of contact all that time. She's denying we had contact. And then magically, when I ask you the specific question and give you time to find your proof, say, I made the decision that I was going to leave them alone, that maybe things would work out better. You leave them alone, your 150 days are running, pal, just like every other consigner. So there was a document you wanted me to see. Yes, ma'am. OK, let's see it. Let's. There is another circumstance here that oh these are just your notes right. this is what you want me to see i'm still looking ma'am but in the meantime the defendant susie said to me that anytime i would come in the store i would have to speak with kevin only and this kevin um, was very very adamant with me and very condescending and uh, I checked to see why Mr. is this Milano, man can there? I ask you a question? Why does he why have Why don't a you just pick up your toys order? and go home when someone, when you don't want to do business with them, just don't. Because but it's not convenient for you because you spend so much time out of the state. So no. all of a sudden, it's no. that's someone else's problem. I don't get it. No, okay, please let me explain, please. I'll make uh, it quick. You know what? I uh, lose my patience when you say nothing that would have any legal bearing on anything. You have a contract. I deal in contracts. If in fact you got, lost from March of 2018 to April of 2019, what rights do you still have to any of this stuff? If they lost the emerald necklace, that's their emerald necklace that they lost, not yours, because you would have abandoned your right to it once you didn't show up for six months or whatever, 155 oh, yeah. months. But Mr. Uh, Kevin had a restraining order against him. Clients say, stay clear of this man 100%. I have this What on earth evidence. are you talking about? 
their, the reports they have about him, here is his restraining order. I did not want to have a conversation. Case? No, I did not want to have a conversation with I'm sorry, conversation what, you have him. a restraining order? No. Who no. has a restraining order? Another person? Yes, against okay, him. I don't care about that. Okay. It has nothing to do with you. But I did not want to then have Then you a don't. It's fine. You made a choice. You didn't pick up your stuff. Because your choice to. is to pick up your stuff, right? You do get what I'm saying. All you got to do, you don't have to have any contact with them. Go away. I'm done with you. Go pick up your stuff. Did you pick up your stuff? She said she Did you pick up it. your stuff? Yes or no? We made your case is over. We made it. It is abandoned. I find that you have the rights to it. Now I have an additional question. Do you want him to pick up the stuff or do you want to be rid of him? At this point, the last communication we offered Mario for him to come and get all of his stuff if he would just pay the storage fee on it. No, he's not going to do that because the storage fee would be more than, you know, he would have to pay you to get the stuff and then sell the stuff anyway to recoup what he paid you. So that's probably not going to happen. Mm -hmm. So I find that the stuff was abandoned and what you guys work out among yourselves is your business. Verdict for the defendant. So, Mr. Milano, the plaintiff fails to convince the judge that he should prevail. And Mr. Milano, you, your stuff has been abandoned. What are you thinking? <laughs> well, it's not true. Um, there no, it is, is such true. a thing. Well, it is a, a true <laughs> as, as they try to present it. But uh, this is about uh, the breach of applied uh, covenant of good faith and uh, of, of having these items. And uh, this is only like uh, Michael Douglas said in the famous movie, Wall Street, it's all about greed. Well, you can say what you want, but under the terms of the contract, you didn't get your material, and so it's gone. You didn't live up to the terms of the contract that you signed. That's what the judge said. And what she decided, okay. I'm sorry, but it's right. over now. Thank you very much. Thank you very much. All right, good enough. You must sign some documents. Susie and Kevin are on their way out of the courtroom right now. I think you learned a little bit about what you should do with your contracts to help Strengthen yeah, your business, you know. You've learned something out of this. We sure have. Uh, I guess the other question is, what are you going to do now? The, the clock is still there. The other material is still there. The clock is still there. Well, and we're going to try to The necklace sell it is gone, right? You know, pendant. We have a ring. Yeah. I, guess I mean, to sell the clock them. has been marked down to five hundred bucks, and it hasn't sold in three months. All right. I mean, oh, well, you prevailed. Let's have. put it there. Your first term to court. Yes. <laughs> well, you learned something. Thank All right. You. Thank you very much. Thank you. Thanks, Kevin. Very much. All right, Harvey. You got to read contracts really carefully when you do something like this. And by the way, um, especially in a consignment sale, you got to know when you have to pick the property up because if the contract runs out and you don't pick up the property in time, it is abandoned and you're in trouble. That'll do it for this case. Litigants for the next case on the way into the courtroom right now. This is the plaintiff, Kenneth Goldman. He says he brought his iPhone 6 to the defendant's shop for repair. He fixed it. It worked for one day, then stopped working again. When he brought it back, the defendant told him it would cost about 100 bucks to fix. He couldn't believe the guy wanted to charge him again for the same problem and is suing him for the return of the $130.67 he refuses to refund. This is the defendant, Seth Patchen. He says he repaired the plaintiff's phone. Then almost seven months later, the guy comes back with physical damage to the phone and expects him to fix it for free? Come on, man. Don't you have better things to do than waste his time? Bottom line, he fixed the phone. The plaintiff broke it. He owes him a big fat nothing. He's accused of shoddy workmanship. 
all parties. Please hear your right hands. Welcome back to the People's Court. Next case on the docket, the plaintiff says that he took his cell phone to the defendant for repair, and when he picked it up, guess what? It still didn't work. But the defendant says he fixed the phone and it worked just fine. It's the case of you can't hear me now. Thank you, Douglas. You're welcome, man. Okay, sir, you brought your phone. What kind of phone was this? It was an iPhone, Apple iPhone. Which one? 6S. Okay, you brought it to the defendant's business, which is called Street Talk? Yes. Okay, uh, in order to get what fixed? What was wrong with it? Uh, it was not responding to touch. It okay. was frozen. Do you have a receipt or an invoice or anything from when you took it? I do. This is the original receipt. It's hard. Is there anything other than that, it's, or that's it? There is something on the back, which I'll tell you about. Uh, but that's the original receipt. A little hard. It's a little faded. It was from July. I hate that. I, I feel like whenever I see a business um, where the where the receipt fades after a few months, I feel like it's on purpose. Like <laughs> like there's an ink manufacturer out there that says fades in six months. You know, and what's this say? Here, I'm even going to give you this, and you can tell me what it says. It says iPhone 6 Plus repair. Just Un It just says the word repair. There's nothing else like cracked screen, unresponsive, no, no diagnosis. No, we just ring it up as a repair. Okay. Okay. Do you have any other paperwork that talks about what the yeah, person Yeah, I have a receipt, actually, that states our policy. You have a policy. receipt that you gave us, which is for a Galaxy phone. What's that well, about? Well, no, this is not his receipt. This is just a receipt that states our policy on the receipt. No refunds, exchanges, no warranty. Okay, I can see it on the faded one. Okay. All right, so what I'd like to ask you is, do you remember this case? I don't. Okay. I, you know, like I said, it was seven so months. So is there anywhere that you guys, when a customer comes in and says, this is my complaint, there's nowhere where you write what the complaint is or type in what the complaint is? No. So there's never any documentation about what the problem is. According to you, you brought it in because it was non-responsive. Correct. And then what happens? Well, I was um, leaving for vacation the next day. And uh, when so you picked it up, was it working? So I left it. It was about a 30-minute repair. I came back, and it did respond, it to, it did respond it. to touch. Right. That's okay. correct. The next day, I got on a plane and uh, left for a three-week vacation in uh, France. Nice. Mm. And um, that day uh, on vacation, the very next day, the phone froze up again. It uh, just was back to its same condition. Okay. Do so you there have, was, Do you have your phone records from that time? No, no phone records, no. I'd like to see if you were able to make phone calls or, you know. Oh, no, I couldn't. I, I couldn't. Use I know the I hear phone. you saying that. I'm oh. saying, do you have the phone records to show me that um, you couldn't use the phone ever again after that? I don't have my phone records. All right. Now, according to you, you come back from vacation, you go to see them, and you tell them what? As soon as I come back, I tell them it's just like it was before. Can you fix it? And so um, they look at it, and uh, actually, it wasn't this gentleman. It was uh, people who worked for him. It was in the kiosk. There were other people involved. Mm -hmm. And um, there was a Russian fellow who did the repair the first time. It was the same gentleman. I took it back to him, and he looked at it, and he said he couldn't fix it and that I needed a new motherboard. The phone needs a new motherboard. Ah, that's yeah. when you know and then it's time you to look get on the, back, the phone. <laughs> if you look yeah. on, the, on the back of the receipt, he gave me an address of a place where I could get it. Shipshead Bay Road. Shipshead Bay, Brooklyn. Do you do business with anything in Brooklyn that you send it out to to be repaired? Uh, yeah, we have a shop in Brooklyn. What's the address for that shop? I don't it's have your it. shop, right? No, no, no. My shop is in the mall. Okay, I'm sorry. I just this have is, a so supplier. this is a shop that you, when you say we I, have a shop, you meant 
there's a shop we deal with in Brooklyn. Right, exactly. Right. Okay, and where is it on Sheepshead Road? No, no, no. It's in uh, by Kings Plaza Mall. Okay. Nowhere near where okay, I was. Okay, so let me just respond to that. Number one, there's no such thing as getting a new motherboard. There's what's called the motherboard repair, which basically we send it out, takes like three days to repair, and we send it back. When we fix the screen, if there, if there would have been a motherboard issue from the beginning, the phone would have never worked. It wouldn't have stopped. It wouldn't have worked for one day and then stopped working the next day. It wouldn't have worked from the beginning. And when I asked my employee about this, he basically said that the phone had physical. How did you know which employee dealt with it? Uh, they have like one main technician that works there. He works and there six days a week. And how would he know if every receipt looks exactly the same and there's no notes? How would he well, know? Well, I asked him if he had any customer that was that he remembers. Right. How's he going right. to remember if you guys take absolutely no notes about what the there's nothing to jog his memory. It's just a bunch of receipts. How would he remember? Basically, he said that the only customer he remembers from that period of time was a customer that brought back the phone. Uh, said that the touchscreen wasn't working, and he informed me it was because there was physical damage on the screen, and that's why the touchscreen was not working. And that's what you told the credit card company, and according to you, there was no physical damage on the screen. That's correct. There was none. Now, according to you, you went out and bought a new phone that day. Do you have the receipt from that new phone? Uh, no, it wasn't that day, but no, I don't have the receipt with me. But my employee would never give but out your employee, Okay, but your employee doesn't have any personal knowledge of this case. None. Zero. Because it's six months ago. You didn't deal with him. Nobody has... I mean, you don't have an avenue in your business to take a single note. So how do you contradict what the man's saying? Number one, there's no such thing as getting a new motherboard. Number two, he said there, there was a motherboard issue and that he fixed the motherboard issue and then it stopped working the next day. If we were okay, to fix the phone. Said. Let me tell you what he said. What he said is the thing is non-responsive, then your guy fixed it, then he left on vacation and it became non-responsive immediately. Then he came back from vacation and then he said, look, the thing is unresponsive again. And then your guy said it needs a motherboard something. Which doesn't the word make motherboard, any sense. People basically stop listening after the word motherboard. Nobody the motherboard keeps... is basically a whole new phone. I right. Mean, well, a, so why would anybody do it? They're not going to buy a motherboard make... for an iPhone 6. They're going to buy a new phone. So nobody would ever do that. I don't know. But like I said, it wouldn't work and then not work. That's what I'm saying. Uh, there's Unless lots of there stuff that works damage. and then doesn't work. How did you buy the, the new phone? Well, I switched services and I, uh, I left this... Sprint and went to AT&T and uh, brought over phones for myself, my wife, my son. Okay, so you should be able to show me when you did that, right? If you go into your account right now, you could show me. Yeah. Do it. You know, it kind of bothers me that with absolutely no basis, in fact, you guys responded to the credit card company. This customer came with this problem and then comes back a month later with a cracked phone. I mean, you don't even know that that's this customer, but you said it was such fanfare that the credit card company denied the chargeback. And, and here's the receipt for his thing, and here's his signature, and you know, you made it sound like you guys remember the case, but you don't. Like I said, if a touchscreen is irresponsive, it's due to physical damage. If there was a motherboard issue, it wouldn't have worked one day and then stopped working the next day. I don't know day. what you're saying. It wouldn't have worked from the beginning. If, there, if, this, if this touchscreen was non-responsive, it's due to physical damage. Right. So, okay, then he brings it in because it's non-responsive, which you say physical... has to be physical damage. I've owned phones, okay? Right. So, but you say it has to be physical damage if the touchscreen is unresponsive. That's just not true. They can go unresponsive. I don't know why you're saying that to me. Do you think I'm 
I've no, never no, owned just... phones. I've owned phones as long as they've existed. So a phone can go bad without, you know, the phone dropping and all of a sudden going bad. But in any event, he brings it in because it's non-responsive. You fix it, and then it's not fixed. So why does that mean he dropped it in the meantime? You specifically told the credit card company that the, the screen was cracked. When I'm cross-examining you on it, you're telling me, I have no personal knowledge. We don't take any notes on anything. But my employee says, ah, the only guy I can remember from seven months ago, blah, 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 blah. And yet, that's not what you said to the credit card company. We don't have any personal knowledge of this. We can't remember. We don't take any notes of anything a customer says when they come in. You know, like mechanics or other people do, they just type a sentence. But if you had told the credit card company that you, ah, we remember some guy seven months ago, I think they would have reversed the charge. All right, what have you got? Uh, uh, wait, 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 don't come up to me. Please hand it to my it's, bailiff. It's trying to lower the bill, but it's, it's yeah, it's kind of, it's not the beautiful circle. Yeah. It's, okay. So here's what's going to happen. I'm going to insist that you show me proof that you bought a telephone right when you came back from that vacation. Well, I didn't. Is that going to be a problem? No. Okay. Why were you saying I didn't? What? Well, I changed accounts later, but. Uh, oh, I, okay. You changed account. When am I going to see that you, the phone didn't work, so you needed a new phone? Wouldn't you have bought it right away? I did buy it right away. Okay. So you'll be able to find that you, that you did. I, because I, how are you going to be without a phone? Can you be without I, a phone? I, have, I, 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 I bought a phone I have a receipt somewhere. I okay. Think. So no problem. You'll be able to figure it out. Absolutely. I'm going to insist that you, that you submit to the court a copy of that receipt. If I see that it is, in fact, very close to those three weeks when you went away, that resolves this problem. Then I know that there is a broken phone that you went back, that you talked to them, and really, there's, no, there's nobody disputing it in the courtroom. You're swearing under oath, and there's no one on that side who can dispute it because they don't remember you at all. And the owner came and not the, the gentleman you dealt with. So if you can show me that there is a receipt for a telephone relatively quickly after that three-week vacation, then you're on. Okay? So how long do you think you need? Okay. A day or two? I'll give you a week. And then I will rule. But assuming that he's able to show me that, it's going to be a verdict for the plaintiff in the amount of 13067 because if you do a repair that doesn't work, you shouldn't charge for the repair. That's my verdict. So if the plaintiff can prove his story, then he will get his money back. You're going to have to give him 130 bucks back. You brought the neighborhood with you. Yes. <laughs> Just a little family trip. Is that what Reason it is? A getaway, yeah. A little vacation day. Yeah. All right. It sounds like you keep lousy records, right? You think you'll change a little bit? Uh, yeah. In the future, we'll make some notes. I think you should. Again, it's, you know, a long period of time, six, seven months Absolutely. ago. Yeah, <laughs> pretty much. I don't get what everybody's here for. All right. <laughs> Thank you. You guys got to go. Thank okay? you. Thank you very much. Okay. Goodbye. Goodbye. Bye. Goodbye. It's the neighborhood. All right, Mr. Goldman. Yes, sir. You know, what's interesting is why did you file a suit over this when you bought a new phone, you change services, even if you get this fixed, you can't use it. <clears throat> well, I was, I was looking to get this fixed. I couldn't, at the time, I decided not to put more bad money, at, good money after bad. And so I went out and got a new phone. Yeah, I know. So, so even if he fixes it, you're not going to be able to use it. I have a, a new operating phone. I don't need it. That's anymore. what I'm saying. You don't need it. Right. I don't. I was just suing for the... You don't get the question. It's okay. Thank you very much. Okay. Harvey? Quick update. The plaintiff did submit proof that he bought that new phone, so he's getting the cost of repair back. We'll see you next time.